0: into your life from this. Now with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Welcome to the positive Zip podcast. In this episode, I'm reunited with a friend of mine, Ellie Hyde. In this podcast we talk about the importance of following your passion, doing what you love, and Ellie's work and energy and time that goes into her photography. Now, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode.
1: Well, hi Ellie, how are you doing? You alright? Thank you hey! for... I'm good,
2: hey. how are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all good, so good, good. It's um, good to see you again after like, quite a few years.
2: It's been a while, it's been a while, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've seen you since you yeah. lived in Nottingham. Because I think the last time yeah. you came for an extended period of time, I was in Australia for that year. So I don't right, think yeah, yeah. I've not seen you for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been a couple of years. It's crazy how time flies sometimes, isn't
2: it? I know. This is the thing. Like, I feel like I only came back to England a short time ago, but it was, it was about five years ago. So this past five years has just zoomed by.
1: Yeah. Like a lot's happened. No,
2: it also feels like nothing's happened sometimes. But then when you think back, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, a lot has.
1: Yeah, it's mad. It's like when you see on Instagram, you see these like. Well, on Facebook, it's like 10 years ago, this happened on this date. And you're like, what?
2: <laughs> it's crazy. We left school because I think you're in my school. Yeah, we left school 10 years ago, which is just baffling to me. Like, we left school yeah. a decade ago. It makes me feel old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it does mean that, Actually, I'm thinking about it I'm like that.
2: When you think about that time frame, oh, I go. I know.
1: It's crazy. I mean, like, back then we just used to worry about, like, you know, your phone, your pay-as-you-go phone. I think that was it. You know?
2: Yeah, pay-as-you-go phone. And it was back in the times of MSN and Bebo and MySpace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's crazy.
2: It's all changed but, now. Now we've all got everything just on so our phones. to so just scroll yeah. through if we want them.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing how technology evolves and how people evolve. I find it fascinating. Um, mm. But, like, I know, I know a couple of minutes ago we were talking about um, lockdown and you were saying like how, how some girls might have been feeling throughout this.
2: Yeah, so I guess this goes with the having just a phone to scroll through at all times. With social media, having it at your fingertips, I think a lot of people maybe feel, well, I know we'll talk, Talking about perfectionism, I think maybe girls in particular, some guys may feel this way, who are maybe used to getting their hair cut or their nails done or their eyebrows done or whatever it may be. And with salons being closed for so long, I've noticed there's been less pictures of obviously there's no group pictures because no one's really seen each other, but people haven't even really been taking selfies. And I feel that maybe some people have got into a mindset of feeling that they need to look a certain way or put on a certain look for not necessarily for likes or or whatever but I feel that maybe they look at themselves and see imperfections that others may not see because they're used to seeing themselves only looking good in their heads if they've been to the salon or if they've done this or that or if they're dressed up for a night out and I feel that now lockdown's easing up maybe people might get a little bit more confidence in themselves and maybe not feel the need to wear makeup or feel the need that they've got to have their hair straightened or curled or whatever it may be for them and maybe brace their own natural selves a little bit more and not feel that they need to be so, not perfectionists, but maybe not dig holes at themselves that others don't see, if that makes sense. Like I feel that a lot of people perhaps see flaws in themselves that may have been heightened by all of this because, oh my gosh, I'm used to having my nails done every month and it's been five months. What, what, what do I do? This is embarrassing or whatever it may be for the particular person. So I feel that lockdown may have either made that worse for some people, or maybe it made some people a little bit more confident and they've realised that they don't need it and that they are okay in their own skin. I don't know how that feels from a guy's perspective. I've had moments like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's interesting, like you said, to, to hear it from a different perspective, like female perspective, because I suppose, like, yeah, you do um, those kind of regular things you do, like might get your, you know, your nails done or your hair done, things like that. Mm. as much probably you know to do the things I usually do so like yeah you kind of like might have that routine and might like I said kind of
3: connect with those parts of yourself probably uh,
2: oh you're frozen I don't know if you can see me moving but you frozen for me
3: I don't, know. I don't know if you can hear me, but you've like completely frozen
2: on sound and image for me
1: Uh-oh. right so yeah I um yeah, we're back now because my phone overheated, so I had to uh, wait a sec. But, um, yeah, yeah. So I was I was gonna say, like women and I haven't gone to get the nails done. They might not be able to get their hair done, and the kind of like you know those kind of parts of your confidence where you might feel, you know, a certain way when you get your nails done, your hair. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reconnecting those parts of yourself. Um, and you might be more comfortable. Some some people might be more comfortable now because they ha- they haven't they realised they haven't had to go and do that.
2: They don't mind yeah. do that Yeah, and I think some people may have seen. I, I, I I've noticed this. I don't know if it's widespread or just sort of the people I follow. There's been there's been quite a number of people who've started posting like fresh face selfies as they will label them, and it's. It's nice to see so many people who maybe I've not even seen without makeup before showing themselves as themselves and it's like oh my gosh she's so beautiful like it's so great that she can see this in herself now if that makes sense and seeing different Mm -hmm. sides to people I think it's sort of Makes people perhaps feel a little bit vulnerable because social media can be a nasty place. Like, there are a lot of evil, judgy comments that sometimes happen. Maybe not so much for our age group, but just in general, the internet can be a horrible place to be vulnerable in because mm. there are trolls, as they get called. And if your picture or whatever it may be happens to get the attention of people with that mindset, it can one comment can ruin your whole week. And oh, yeah. if you hear that on a day where you might not be having a great day. It could just stay in your mind for ages and think, oh my gosh, everyone thinks I've got a massive nose. Or, oh my gosh, my eyebrows look terrible. If they don't like it, everyone must hate it. Or, or whatever it may be, it could just be a tiny passive comment that then really sticks with people. So it's nice to see people embracing themselves and not maybe ignoring those comments, but if you see someone confident in their own skin, it's harder to attack those people with negative comments because they're probably not going to care so it sort of deters the trolls away from them if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 no it makes makes perfect sense i think like like you said it's nice to see that kind of is it like that hashtag you know trend of like people not wear makeup and mm-hmm. kind of being you know being the opposite because i think so many people you know aren't used to doing that especially you know some people do it on facebook or whatever now and then but i think yeah. With social media, you're, you can be judged, you know, based on a picture. You can be, you can be attacked, you know. You can, It's almost yeah. like a free open space for people to take, a, you know, a cheap shot, and that happens. Yeah. And All so, key, you know, there's, Yeah, yeah, and I, I've seen it, and, you know, I think it's very, very visible, especially when you've got these posts where there's thousands of comments and you're scrolling through and you're like, wow. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, you know, you, you have to be yourself and, you know, block that out in some way if you can. Yeah. Um, you know, or just to filter it out, you know, just to see it and just try not to let it in. Um, yeah,
2: definitely.
1: And I think with social media, it's difficult because everyone's, it, it portrays an image of how you should be and what you should do and things like that. So people feel like they have to look a certain way based on how others are looking in the world.
2: Yeah, all so. the popular hashtags or trends or whatever it may be. People feel that they have to jump on that bandwagon as a way of phrasing mm. it, I guess. It can be yeah. difficult. And But even with like um, bigger platforms that may not be individuals, they, they might be companies, so magazines or whatever, making people feel they've got to look a certain way. So a woman has to look a certain shape. A man's got to have a certain amount of muscle or his hair or facial hair has to be in a certain way. And I think a lot of people fall under those pressures. and a lot of those are fake a lot of them are edited or photoshopped so i feel like people feel even with maybe not pictures of themselves pictures they may take of even their dogs or a walk they may have been on or a holiday snap or food or whatever it may be they feel they have to edit it to make it look good enough for others even though it looks great as it is i feel there's pressures there sometimes if that i don't know if that if you ever feel like that and and i feel like it's sometimes but I'm trying to stay away from that. I'm trying to make things a little more just as they are. Because I know I definitely not necessarily have had comments that are negative. But in my mind, I feel like sometimes I'm being judged, even if I'm not. So I feel like it's easy for people to fall into that mindset, even if it's not triggered directly at them.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, like, you know, we can post something, we we can put a filter on it. Or something like that, and I think you know we we can all do that sometimes.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's, it's it's you know we try and always we're always looking for the 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 perfect kind of shot or the the right kind of lighting or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And it can be automatic, and you have to catch yourself sometimes. You're like, did I just put a color on there for some reason? Like, so <laughs> I I definitely do it sometimes, but. I think it just becomes so automatic. I'm like, you know, did I really need to do that? Not really.
2: Yeah, it's almost like you have to think about not putting a filter on. Or if you don't put a filter on, you feel Mm. almost the need to put hashtag no filter. Everyone needs to know there's no filter on this because it's become a a thing Mm. in its own right by being so separate to the norm of all of the filters and editing. It's like we were talking about earlier um with the photography I do I'm by no means an expert at it like I I know very little about it for the amount of photos I take I tend to use my camera just on auto mode I don't really know about the proper settings Mm. to use and the editing I do I use sort of free apps to do it that you can just download from the play store or apple store so I've never looked at photoshop or anything like that but I feel like for me the whole perfectionism idea that is sort of not enforced on social media it's just the way that it's sort of run so I feel people think that everything's got to look perfect so if I started editing things through things like photoshop I feel like I'd love it and I think I'd actually really enjoy it but I know there'd be moments where even if a picture looked good in my head I'd be like wait wait no I need to edit it some more it's not perfect enough yet so I sort of worry that I'd fall into that mindset which isn't the greatest mm-hmm. mindset to have so I think that's what's held me back from doing it but I need to just get over that I'm trying to get past that point and think no it's fine like it's good as it is if, if that yeah helps me to get to that place hopefully it will because there's there's a lot of photography pages yeah. follow on Instagram and some of them are fantastic but there's also some that have taken it just with their phones and not even edited whatsoever and their photos are just as fantastic but it's a different Mm. style or technique Mm. or whatever it may be. So it's just, I don't know. I think perhaps for me, seeing some people's photography, I think it's phenomenal. And I sort of think, Oh, mine has to be as good as theirs. So Mm. if I felt like mine wasn't as good as theirs, I'd be disappointed in myself, even if other people did like my work, if if that makes sense. So I think for me, no one's judging me negatively. I'm, Convincing myself that others will judge me negatively, but that's yeah. probably from social media too.
1: Yeah, I think a lot comes down to it. You know what it all comes down to is, I find, you know, we're we're so caught up in what other people are going to think before yeah. we even post, it, before we even post the stuff, and when we post it, you know, our attention is the opinions of other people. What we, what other people are going to think, and half the time, the people that we're never even going to meet. The people that we don't even know yeah
3: um,
2: just just strangers just strangers, we care about the opinions of strangers
1: yeah, which is which is pretty crazy, and I think like it's just kind of like working on that, and you know we're all we're all different, we've all got i think you know experience that, and it's just like I said, just trying to like overcome that hurdle, and yeah. I think it's normal to some extent, because um, i mean I, I i like i said we've we've added some pictures. Like you've got some like really great, great photos. And you you, what you take them on a Canon, is it? What what cameras?
2: I've got my camera's away in the back of my wardrobe because I had a bit of a reshuffle.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I've
2: got a Sony RX ten Mark IV. So that might mean something more to others. It might not mean anything to some people. But some of the photos I just take on my phone as well. And then the thing is with the camera I've got, it has the potential to take some absolutely fantastic shots. And I've got um i've got a tripod and things like that but i've never used that yet either and i've had the camera for over a year so it's just stepping through that out of my comfort zone like when I, if i go walking quite a lot and i'll see other people with massive cameras or the massive lenses and i think oh my gosh i want to do that like they, they don't care that i'm walking past they don't care what i think and i need to get into the same mindset as them so i can actually make the most out of the camera that i've got because there is really big potential there and i know that i'd love it and I know, I think it's good that I'm aware that it's me holding me back, but it's just, I need to get that tiny little spark of confidence to just do it and then see where yeah. that takes me.
0: Yeah, I think,
1: like, I mean, you, your camera sounds like a machine gun, by the way. <laughs> I know, they
2: have such long names. Yeah.
1: If, if, if someone says, if I've like, got a Sony Mark 4 in my bag, they are like, what, is that a gun or something? <laughs> Um, like what can
2: that do
1: yeah because <laughs> I think like you said like I mean if, if I can give any advice is it's like me with the podcast like when I started doing this I you know I didn't do it for about two years because I was scared of doing it I was afraid what people were going to think um, you know so I just put it off but you know the it, the more you do something that's difficult the easier it becomes yeah and it's and just stepping thinking, into that why unknown. Did I
2: wait so long?
1: Okay. And then I might
2: be thinking, why did I wait so long? Which I guess maybe you've experienced too, with you saying
1: yeah. that you held back for a while. So I mean, it's normal. I think we're all guilty of it in some extent, and it is, it is hard, it is difficult, but and it is scary. But I think as well, when you know you you see that, you know you're you're posting nice photos and they're really great. You know, some they're all very different as well. Thank and I think. You. <laughs> no, yeah yeah no you're welcome and i think like that will you you're offering you're providing value through what you're doing and people will like that yeah if you know what i mean that'll make probably a difference in someone's day if they see that or you know that'll inspire them to do it to get out there so it's all you know it's, it's quite a universal thing you know by you doing what you're doing mm. someone else might be like doing photography and i'm like oh shit so i'm gonna get my camera and i'm gonna do that more yeah so it's so it's that yin and yang I think with you know what you're doing and just how things work
2: I think and I know where you're coming from with that I think for me I find sort of the similar stages I'll get at where I might just be sat not really doing anything I've got a free day but I do the typical thing of procrastinating, I'll just be scrolling and then I'll say, oh, someone's walking, that looks really nice, where's that? And I'll go on the hashtag of wherever it may be and see other really nice photos of that particular place. And then I'll think, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go there tomorrow. And then I go there, I love it. And then I'll take a photo and then people who may be following me, I've had messages before, for example, like, oh, whereabouts is this? This looks really nice. Or where'd you go walking? So I know that even if it's only one or two people, it it's helped how you've just suggested that maybe they want to get up and go to the same place or do a similar thing so it's it's almost like a domino effect with this type with the type of photos I take because they tend to be when I'm out walking or they might be of animals or of a little forest or somewhere in the peak or lake district and people might not think of doing that but I think because everyone's been so tied up In lockdown and so restricted so many more people might jump on the same bandwagon of wanting to get out in nature wanting to go for a little walk wanting to take their dog or their kids or even on their own like walking on your own can be really nice too it's great having company but it's also something that if your friends are busy or your partner or if you're single like if you you can go and do it on your own it doesn't have to be a group activity so it can get people more confident being out in the world on their own too which can be good. It's helped me at times when my anxiety has been bad because I have anxiety and walking is the one thing that no matter how bad it is, it makes me forget. Like I'll be walking, even if it's like not too far, I I can go for a little walk. I'll see a Robin or a squirrel and then I feel better, which probably sounds silly or like a child, getting excited by squirrels. But for me, that's something that I know makes me feel better. And there's been moments where I've perhaps gone for a walk around Attenborough Nature Reserve and robins have flown down and fed from my hand. And for me, that was just just a really special moment. And not a lot of people get to experience that because of the whole hustle and bustle and living the city life. You have to sort of slow yourself down. And I think if other people had moments like that, they might see it in a similar way. Because I think, yeah, escaping, city life's great, but I think sometimes escaping that and just connecting yourself to something a little bit more real can really change
3: your mindset, even if it's just for a few days, and I think it can really help people. We'll see, I mean, you know, I love that, you know, you were saying 15, 16, they are taking action already. Um, And they, you know, I think you've talked about this in previous um, live streams that you do, losing that fear. They don't have that, you know, they go out and just do it. Um, They have a drive. They have the energy. They want to make this difference and they just get out and do it. Um, And so I think with mentoring and coaching, I mean, could you imagine having someone you know, mentor and coach as a fallback to help pave the way and accelerate that young yet young man's uh, you know, career in entrepreneurship. I mean, he he's way on his way.
1: Yeah, no exactly. It's um it is pretty it is pretty fascinating. Um, because I was thinking about you know when I was sixteen, I was thinking to myself, what what was I doing?
3: exactly
1: <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> if if someone if i if I said to somebody said oh i'm going to be a manager or i'm I'm doing this um or i'm thinking about doing coaching at sixteen people are like you know crazy
3: exactly but
1: I think you know they're they're kind of the generation i think that they're not really thinking thinking about what people are th- you know thinking about of them they're just kind of doing and executing and um do do you think like this generations uh, are kind of suited towards certain career paths? Do you think they kind of, or do you think that's just kind of like, widespread? They can kind of.
3: You know, I, I I kind of find you know it interesting. You know, there are a lot of young people in this generation that are gravitating more to entrepreneurship, but in one of the studies that I saw is that despite of all of that they still are somewhat conservative and want stability. So if they are going into an industry or a career, the company and the industry have to resonate with their bigger picture, if that makes sense. Um, And so, you know, Companies and employers who are making a difference, that are standing up for a cause or a mission or a purpose, they gravitate towards that. Um, not so much just because they need a job and want to make a living and and you know become the CEO or climb through the corporate ladder. They're more interested and resonate with companies that align with their views and interests Um, so it's almost like a half and half I mean you do see a lot of entrepreneurial journey um, time of pathway with Gen Z but you still have the other part where they're going into careers and want the stability they seek alternative uh, education alternatives you know, bite-sized uh, development training. Um, they do not like to participate in a long-drawn-out, you know, a uh, series of training. It, it's bite-sized and it's quick because they can absorb it. You lose their interest. So it's it's about half and half, I would say.
1: Hmm. No, that's that's it. I find it I find it really interesting talking about it. Um, I don't think I've ever. It's not something that I've met. Isn't this? I've never done it in a podcast before. I've spoken about it, really. Um, right. Like, uh, do do you think that gen, like this generation, that it's becoming more? Uh, what's the right word, word? Visible in the media. Do you think there's more uh, media coverage around Gen Z? Do you think? You, you know,
3: know, I think, I think in today, you know, with everything that's happening today, I think that the generation is being showcased on the media. However, it's not, um, you know, advertised or presented as the Gen Z generation. Um, I I did see, um, like yourself, I follow Gary Vee. They mm. did have a segment on Gen Z and I was so excited, you know, and so I... I haven't seen it too much in social media or in just the media, but that is um, what you know. We need to. I feel like that's where I come in. Is you know that's mm-hmm. my passion and my drive, and I have a huge interest for leadership for that uh, generation. And so putting it out there a little bit more, and you know uh, putting it in the forefront because I'm afraid kind of like what you mentioned earlier, I'm afraid that society or just in general might be seeing that 16 year old, 17, 18 Oh, they're just so young and they're not taking it serious. But mm-hmm. if you dig a little bit deeper into everything about the Gen Z and, and look at studies and, and talk to these generations and like yourself, you have family that are in that generation you can quickly see that we really should be investing in this generation.
1: Yeah, no, massively. I think uh, some businesses and people might see it as a threat in some way because it's a strength. They've got like a lot of strength and a lot of, uh, you know, ideas and values. And I think some people probably haven't or they, you know, they just see it as, you know, a strength, so they kind of want to overlook it, probably. Um,
3: yeah.
1: And I think that, that I think that's the case, what I've seen. I'm not, I won't go too much on about it, but like Greta Thunberg, I know a lot of people that don't like her and they think, you know, why is this young girl got all these ideas, uh, you know, because of her age. So, yeah. you know, people try and overlook it or might feel threatened by it, but I think, you know, you just need to accept it. Um, and and but I haven't seen as many... Uh, I haven't seen much coverage on Generation Z compared to like you know my generation millennials. Like, um, oh, exactly. If, if, if I go on YouTube or type in motivational video, it, you know, it's I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying this is what I've seen, and um, I think the first kind of video I saw on millennials was uh, you know Simon Sinek. You heard mm-hmm. that guy Simon Sinek. He did a yes a video on millennials, which is you know I, I could relate to, and it was very interesting. But I think as you know time goes on you know, it should be put into, you know, the media much more, in the news much more because, you know, this is life and this is, you know, a generation that's upcoming. Exactly. And um, it needs to be welcomed, doesn't it? I think. Because if you have kids you put I don't know if you have children who are in that generation, you want them to be acknowledged for who they are and what they're doing.
3: Exactly. And um, you know, I agree with you with everything you said. You know, millennials, um, we heard, and I mean, they were um, always, you know, in the media, and there was a lot of, um, you know, focus on the millennial generation. And I think we need to, you know, we, uh, you and I, have some work to do to, you know, send the message about this Gen Z generation because they are, the, they are there to make a difference and they mm. have so many qualities, so many uh, so much energy and drive like you said to to lead and mm. um, you know leadership coaching, mentoring um, employers to do that same concept uh, entrepreneurs mm. um, to mentor and coach all of this potential out there, we would be doing a disservice for
1: us mm. for our future yeah yeah no massively and they, they have so much drive as well um i worked with a girl in a hotel and she was a european and she came to i live in a place called cornwall and um she came to work in the hotel she was like 15 16 years old you know flew to england by herself from europe um didn't speak very much english you know, built up her English skills, uh, never worked in a hotel before. And, you know, she did all this by herself. And I was like, you know, like this, it, it stands out. It really does stand out. I mean, there are people, you know, my generation, other generations have done that as well. But like you said, like young people, some young people have got so much drive and so much ambition. And, you know, it needs to be you know, acknowledged because it, it's they're not going to feel valued if they're overlooked and they're going to, you know, have probably a lot of resentment if they're not accepted and their values aren't appreciated. Um yeah. And it needs to be nurtured. Like you said, they need that coaching, that mentoring um, because that, that will then propel them to the next level if they're, if they feel, you know, valued and appreciated. And I think that's what you want when you go into a business or a corporation. That's what I, I've always yearned for when I've gone into a workplace, you know, that valued being appreciated. And, you know, if you can have that mentoring alongside that, then that'd be great.
3: Exactly. Exactly. I think it's a win-win for everyone, you know, Um, you know, I know we have, uh, we're about to close, but I wanted to say that, um, you know, leadership, you know, is not a title. It, it, it's it's a person that you know influence a movement, a mission, a purpose, and people. And when you are in as a business or a, a, you know an employer, and you have a mission and you have a purpose, you would want to you know pull in those strengths from this generation to take you to that next level. Um, they do have strengths that we you know, myself included, that we might have not possessed um, at an early age because of the cold. you know, the, gen- the generation that we're from. But this generation has a lot of great qualities. And, you know, as a leader in business, as a leader in an employer setting, capitalizing on all of those strengths and taking away the, you know, not being threatened or that these, you know, young people are coming to change my, my environment, gravitating and working with them, you know, uh, will take them to that next level, uh, you know, as a company, as, uh, as an employer, as an industry, as a brand, um, you know, pulling those uh, people in from that Gen Z is is a win-win for both the the person and that employer or entrepreneur or
1: you know uh industry yeah no i i think that's a really good point and um, i agree with what you said and like there's been times where you know i've been around the dinner table with my family and we're talking about something you know certain topics and you know my, my brothers are both generations and you know they've both kind of come together and they've got these like strong opinions or um ideas on things and it's like you know me and my mom are from both different generations from each other and them and we kind of think to ourselves like you know it's it kind of can blow you away sometimes it can be like you know gosh okay yeah (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know it's not
1: not like a heated argument, but like, they like they've got their own opinions their own solid opinions on things on some right. on some you know big scales you know from like you know racism to you know climate change to lots of things and um, it's interesting it's interesting and right. I think like you said they need to be understood they need to be valued nurtured and uh, they, they they can do a lot for you know, for the world and workplaces and
2: yeah.
3: Exactly. So, you know, I'm on a mission, Adam, I am here to help that generation discover their leadership potential, you know, so they can own it, take the lead, um, you know, educate and advocate for this generation. Um, you know, as a leadership coach, you know, mentor and coach young women, um, with the, you know, with the gap of time and experience, so they can achieve their drive, their their mission, their purpose, you know, whatever it is that they are wanting to accomplish. Mm. Um, I, I'm here to, I'm on a mission to helping that generation to provide mentoring and mm. coaching, um, so they can do great things that they're meant to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly and I think it's really positive and really you know motivating you know with the work that you're doing and that you are taking your time and you know uh energy and interest uh, you know in this generation and I think uh you know a, a lot can be brought from that
3: absolutely
1: like uh, where where can um people find you on uh, social media wise
3: so my Instagram account is Leadership with Rachel Poole and I have a Facebook business page that's mm. the same Leadership with Rachel Poole and so um, I am uh I will be having a group program for the Gen Z women um and it's going to be in August it's leadership potential own it and take the lead and so that will be um, something that I will be starting to promote and uh, talk to that Gen, you know, to Gen Z mm. women about enrolling in that program.
1: No, oh, awesome. And I'll um, I'll promote that for you, and I'll, I'll share that with right. with this podcast as well, and put out there. Yeah.
3: Thank you, Adam. It was such a great uh, pleasure speaking with you. Um, it's always a pleasure to follow you on social media. Um, you know, I wish you the best um, as well. Um, I will also do the same in return, you know, uh, helping one another grow our businesses and accomplish, um, you know, our mission and what we want to um, to do in entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, no, you're very, very welcome. and you know, I I really, I really appreciate it It really, really means a lot. And, um, you know, I'm humbled to have you on and I'm really good that I'm really proud that, you know, we could talk about, you know, uh, Generation Z and it's really great to connect with you and, you know, I wish you all the best too in what you're doing.
3: Likewise. Thank you so much, Adam.
1: No, no, you're very welcome. You take care.
3: You have a a great day.
1: You too.
2: if we're all separate I guess it's bizarre it's like constant entertainment just seeing debates every day and every political movement that's going on
1: yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a lot of, I think you see the worst and best in people yeah. throughout times of crisis. And I think like there's been so much stuff on the internet and social media. Um, you know, lots of movements, lots of discussions and things like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's a comedian I like called Andrew Schultz. Have you seen him? Andrew Schultz.
2: The name rings a bell, so I may he- have seen something in the past.
1: He's he's on yeah he's on Instagram he he puts these funny videos on where he talks yeah. about like black lives matter and he talks about different things going on mm. and he kind of puts it in a nutshell in like a six minute video um, Says so it how it
2: is sort of thing. says it
1: how it is yeah and he calls out <laughs> celebrities and stuff like that and
2: yeah
1: is you know so I think like there has been good things that have come out of this whole situation I and mean, there's been bad things but that's it's that yin and yang isn't it you can't have one without the other i think so
2: well i think like 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 you were saying um it's sort of both sides of a coin so it has caused a lot of conflict in some ways because different people of course different people are going to respond to the virus differently but with people being apart things like zoom or facetime or social media as dark as it can be have become areas of safety or sort of where people can come together and at, people have had Zoom parties, for example. So if you can't see your friend for four months, you can still have a video chat with them or and have your glasses of wine or whatever it may be and play games through Zoom. And although it's not quite the same, it's still kept people connected. And I think there's been a lot of networking on Instagram in particular, I've noticed, where people might've gotten into a new hobby or they might've seen a recipe. So then they're trying it out themselves and then sharing it to their friends. Or I've noticed one good thing, a lot of people seem to be shopping independently so from like the little smaller businesses so I think that because a lot of them of course have shut down during this so I think social media has been a lifesaver for some small businesses whether it be them selling like candles or or wax melts or maybe it's clothes that they've made themselves or little homeware things whatever it may be I think social media has been brilliant for that type of thing but then there's the negative side too so it's Depends which way you look at
1: it, I guess. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think like it's a good point. It's like you know, a negative to it, and then there's a positive. You know, like a lot of businesses, have been, businesses have been able to stay afloat through like social media and doing that.
2: Yeah, so, which is fantastic. Yeah, or it's, even start up. Like mm. obviously, a lot of people have lost their jobs, whether it's through the virus or whether.